Welcome to Talking Mopars, episode number 147. This is part two of the replay of the live-streamed podcast that I recorded Friday night with my friends Bud Kleppy, Tommy Marauder, Blake Anderman, Matt Monroe, and Johnny Mopar. We talked Mopars, but more specifically, we recapped Dodge's recent announcements and reveals from Speed Week regarding the push towards electrification and EVs, the death of the Hemi, the Dodge Hornet, Drag Pack, and of course, the Dodge Charger Daytona SRT Banshee EV muscle car. It was a fun, uncensored, and unfiltered conversation, and this is the final part, part two. So without further ado, if you are a Mopar enthusiast, then you are in the right place. Don't go anywhere. You're tuned into the best Mopar enthusiast-driven podcast on planet Earth, and I'm your host, Chris Albrecht, better known as the Mopar Hunter, and this is Talking Mopars. You're listening to Talking Mopars with the Mopar Hunter, your direct connection to all things Mopar. Hey, shout out to Noah. Here you go, Johnny. This is a kid after your own heart, dude. Look at this 440, kid. Yeah. 440 yeah. swap and a 74 dart that he got two years ago when he was 16. Nice. Hell yeah, dude. So I will say this. I think they're going to keep the Hemi around at least as a crate. I know we haven't really they said better. that yet. I, they I mean, they, they make too much money off their crate engine. So, like, look at the Elephant. They made, what, 1000 yeah. in the first production run? No, it was less than that, man. How many was they, it? They sold out. Well, I think it was a thousand. They actually made and shipped. Uh, well, they sold out in two hours, and they were yeah, thirty thousand. They were thirty thousand dollars a piece, mm-hmm. and they. I think if I, yeah. if somebody, if I'm proven wrong, awesome. But I really think they made a thousand. <laughs> is there? Is I, there I don't think it was that high. Made, I think. It, there was a number, and they they ended up saying they're gonna they built more of them than they initially were, but I still don't think it was a thousand. I don't think it was a thousand. I could be wrong though. Don't make I me think Google it. Was it. Lower. Does anybody else produce a block for these Gen Three Hemis? Yes. Yeah. They do. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, I think that, I think they have too much money to lose in not having the Hemi as a crate engine. Because to be honest. Well, I don't care who makes it as long as it's available. <laughs> you know yeah. I, mean? I, I think I think they will continue to make it because that's not going to apply to them on the EPA number stuff. If it's a crate no. engine designed for pre you know pre carb cars, it's not going to go against their their EPA. You know, having to pay penalties and pay you know carbon credits and all that crap. No, it's so I, I imagine as long as that plant in Mexico keeps pumping them out, they'll keep those going. I, it's, yeah, because that's independent of the Brampton plant in Canada. Yeah, they're not, they're not going to get involved with speed corn manufacturing these carbon fiber muscle car bodies and then get rid of the whole aftermarket, you know, catalog built um, crate engines and all that shit. So when they when they said they had those carbon fiber bodies in the pipeline and not just a charger, a CUDA and a Roadrunner, I was like, all right, cool. That tells me that I, I don't believe they're getting rid of the Hemi anytime soon as far as a crate option goes. No, but I so. mean, like I said, I would, I mean, all honesty, I mean, Blake and Chris definitely know I am jonesing to own my own Challenger, a modern Challenger. I'm, I'm <laughs> dying. I'm dying for it. Um, I would I would probably gladly drive one with one of those Hurricane V6s just because if it's putting out that kind of power, it's still going to be a fun car to drive around. Sure. And, uh, I mean, yeah, it just be. I still think it'd be fun to go fast in one of those. It won't be the same I, as the Hemi. 
I'm reading an article here that says they only made a 100 of the elephant engines because they had to hand build them when there was issues with production. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's right. Okay. So I had an extra zero. I'm sorry. But still, <laughs> well, you had the horsepower, right? Yeah, but still, how much how much money is that in two hours for the for them? Yeah. You know what I mean. Well, no, I, it's the, the, I, I think the crate will live. Uh, the crate hen, Hemi engine will live a long life. I think they'll continue to pump those out until uh, our, our lovely elected officials make some changes to you know pre-existing classics and make those go away too, or something stupid. But um, they can't. There's no way. They, the only thing I could see them doing is just taxing the shit out of us. And obviously. But- if gas prices get up to what were we talking about? $20 a gallon or something insane, then it might be a thing, but I'm already preparing for the day. They go, all right, you want to drive that old piece of shit? We're going to tax the shit out of you. Well, I mean, Uh, but think think about this. They already tried it with cash for clunkers. That was a government backed. Well, they're being sneaky about the insurance here. Now you like, if, if I have a classic vehicle or what people call an antique plate in other States, here you're only allowed to operate your vehicle a certain amount of miles a year and for only certain things you can't just drive your car to work even though everybody will break that rule at least i have um but uh it's like a slow encroachment onto our freedoms with what the fuck we can do with our vehicles um it's only a matter of time before they say all right you want to drive your classic you got to pay you got to have this special little tag in your window and it's going to cost you five thousand dollars a year something ridiculous so in the state of arkansas if you have an antique tag and it's on a truck, you can't haul anything in the bed. Mm. You can't. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, but um, they also have the stipulation that if you have an antique tag, you can't drive more than 2,500 miles in a year. Yeah. Now, that being said, the state of Arkansas doesn't have vehicle inspections, so yeah. no one ever checks. Yeah, right. <laughs> Minnesota has something similar for classic car tags. There's rules on how often you can be driving. So it's supposed to be to and from shows or events or some yes. shit like that. Yeah. But yeah. No, yeah. So no in Louisiana, that, yeah. in Louisiana, get an antique tag. You have those stipulations as well as you have to submit photographs of all four sides to show that it's an original trim. Um, and you know, it's, it's completely stock classic, original untouched on, you know, whatever. Yeah. And so everybody goes and they Google <laughs> images <laughs> <laughs> they send them in. <laughs> we have all these trucks that are like bagged on like twenty inch wheels, like these old you know C tens and Dodge trucks, and they're like they're scraping the ground and they have crazy extensive modifications. But you know they just went on Google and printed up some pictures and just shot them suckers in. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's awesome. See the the it's all fun and games until they start cracking down on shit like that. And don't put it past yeah. this totalitarian bullshit where we better not get too political here, but they will fucking eventually they will come for us. I promise you. They're that. already doing it. Look at yeah. what, look at that. Look at the, what was, who is it? The, the government's going after the diesel tuners right now. The EPA. Yeah. Now yeah, that being EPA, said, thank you. But that being said, the Supreme court told them they need to chill because they're trying to affect how the market goes and they can't do that. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're still doing it. Well, I mean, they're still doing it. But I mean, like the RP, I believe the RPM Act is all but shelved right now. Yeah, it'll it'll be back. I, it always we'll comes see, back. We'll Every, see what happens, everything makes back. around because they think we'll forget. The the problem yeah. is, and we just have to face it that there's an attack on our hobby, dude, and we yeah. gotta fight that kind of shit. So when the things for everybody listening, when things like the RPM come, the RPM Act come around. 
people are asking you to sign these petitions and stuff and you just blow them off, dude, just sign the fucking petition. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah. just, you know, I, uh, that shit scares me. I, I, I don't like when the government starts getting involved in things like what kind of car I can drive, how far I can drive them, things like that. That's Mm -hmm. some bullshit. And it's, you know, Johnny and I are West coasters and it's bad over here. It's getting gnarly and it's only going to get worse. So Johnny, when are we moving to Texas, dude? Uh, As soon as the YouTube channel takes off. (laughs) I knew knew you were going to say that. Those those Google checks start coming in, you know? Yeah, exactly. Chris, what's up? Um, one thing I wanted to talk about is we were talking about um, the direct connection and the dealerships, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. So something I want to bring up is you know how they could potentially be hurting the aftermarket with the direct connection line. Okay. Uh, so I have a friend that works at a power broker dealership. Okay. And you know, I was you know trying to source some parts for a build. And he said, oh, by the way, did you know all the, the new stipulations behind, you know, direct connection and power brokers? And I'm like, no, you know, I know it's kind of hard for me to get a couple uh, Mopar performance parts. He said, yeah. Um, so this was who I got from. I got this information from someone that worked at a power broker deal. Like I said, this is not from me. This is not end all be all. But. Mopar performance parts will come from power broker dealers only. Fuck. So what they're wanting to do is you take your your crate engines, your crate kits, like your your engine kits and accessories. They want to reserve them only for power broker dealerships. So like your Mancini's, your Jags, your Summits, all of those companies that sell them secondhand, they have a an account, a large account with Mopar, can no longer acquire them. They're wanting everything to be funneled through the power broker dealers. So that could minimize sales and it could minimize, I mean, I don't know about you all, but in my neck of the woods, the techs at the dealerships aren't the best. No. So if the only place you could get a very much desired performance part is through a dealership that may not have the best techs that don't live and breathe this stuff, are you really getting that same service? Are you getting the same access to parts? It was concerning to me the last time I was in the dealership and I went up to the parts counter and I said, hey, are you guys going to be part of that uh, power broker program and um, deal out the direct connection stuff? And the guy looked at me and he goes, what's power broker? What? (laughs) And I was like, fuck, do you not know shit or what? I was like, "Uh, never mind, dude. I was like, maybe maybe know your brand. (laughs) I had that exact same conversation, except it was a... (laughs) I, I I won't even say it. I had a with a dealership that I, I that I that I know locally, but it was a higher up at the dealership, and he he just looked at me and did the same thing. Like, what's that? Like, are yeah. you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. They're really? that out there too. Like, we Glendora Dodge is the only one that has old school guys selling parts for old school cars and engines. Yeah. They were at any other Dodge dealership. Nothing. They don't know. Glenn, shit. I will give it up for those guys because they were at uh, muscle cars at the strip. Shout out to Matt's. Um, Glendora Dodge is badass. I yeah. talked to those guys. I walked up and they had Mopar performance W two valve covers. I was like, Holy shit. And they were cheap. 
I for, they were like less than 300 bucks if I remember right. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, these are like gold in the aftermarket world. I didn't even know they still pump them out. And the guy goes, oh, they're not manufacturing them anymore. We just bought all the old stock. And I was like, oh shit. Like, uh, so shout out to Glendora Dodge. Is that no Roseville? I don't think so. Glendora? Glendora Dodge has been Glendora Dodge for a long, long time. Right. Okay, so that's not a Cali. <laughs> yeah, it's Cali. Okay. There's. Yeah. Uh, oh, is it Cali or is it? It is yeah, Cali. It's Cali. Right? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's here. It's not that far from me. I mean, it's probably, I don't know, an hour, hour away or something like that. I want to say edge of Los Angeles and Riverside County, like the edge of the two, perhaps. There's um, there's Roseville, which is Detroit based. Well, I think they're Galling now, G O L L I N G. I think um, they are a dealership in Detroit that they literally have an old school showroom. You go in there, and it is just old school. I mean, you got 68, 69 B's sitting on the floor. Oh hell you have yeah! AMD sheet metal hanging on the walls. Yes, you have. I mean, it is an old school, honest to goodness showroom and they even have an old school service department with cars in there for i mean like a lot of be body stuff like that yes uh look look them up they're um they're very very active in the automotive community so you see them quite often at like the carlisle and some of those big shows i've definitely heard of them i've definitely heard of roseville for sure yeah it's it's pretty cool check out their their spread man it's it's amazing, you know. If they're if they're like nostalgic like that, I would love to go check that shit out. That sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's one of the most disappointing things about this modern era, dude. I, I'm sure Johnny, out of everyone here, I think Johnny is the oldest. But uh, Johnny, you were still around when they had the old speed shops and shit, right? Yeah, I actually bought a set of tires from Super Shops. I was gonna ask you about Super Shops. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. Shit, I miss those yeah. days. Oh, <laughs> missed them missed them it's awesome i mean oh. it's like if you were to go on summit racing the website yeah and you know how you kind of just see a bunch of stuff that's how super stock shops was you walked inside yeah. and it was like wheels tires headers intakes heads i mean everything and it was all there not a, i mean when i went that would have been in the 90s uh it wasn't a lot of mopar stuff per se but they had a few things um, but yeah, the good old days. We still have a old school, well, kind of like an old school speed shop called JM Speed out in Riverside. Cool. Um, mostly Chevys and Ford stuff. Uh, but cool. Yeah, this, oh man, the, uh, those speed shops, man, they were cool. We had one, it was, uh, locally to me only a few miles away it was called jim green's performance center they were were around for a long time and then eventually they folded up shop which was super sad because it was like for a long time it was one of those old school shops where they had like two bays and it was just like you go inside and you know that some of those parts had been sitting there for 35 years and they were still and they just over the years the price just kept going up and there's like a little stack (laughs) of price tags on the fucking things because they're just marking them up as time goes on um like an inch of dust on the shit (laughs) yeah um that's cool. Yeah. The God, man, it, it's really too bad. Things have changed so much. Cause that was like the, you go hang out at the, you know, in my generation, you know, with the fast and the furious and shit, there was import shops everywhere. And yeah. I always, when I would drive by and I'd see, you know, all the import guys hanging out, uh, it was cool because it was like this been what it was like 
the seventies. And I heard my dad talking, you know, shop about that kind of stuff and stories about going to these shops and seeing all the cars and everybody in the shit. And I've been to a couple of them and it was pretty cool for back because for me, because that was my generation, it was like, Oh, this is like the modern day. It's obviously not a muscle car era, but it's another era of people tuning cars and customizing cars, which was cool for what it was, you know, back in the day. Um, yeah, it's a candy store. Yeah. Yeah, it really yeah. is. But in my day, like you walk in and they got like air fresheners and shit and like seat belt fucking pads and uh, <laughs> giant fiberglass front ends. Um, yeah. And then Look, over in the corner, over in the corner was the nitrous that nobody could afford. They just all looked yeah. at it. <laughs> that one kit. <laughs> yeah, the one kit that just sat on the shelf. <laughs> or, was it, or was it a strategically hidden speaker? <laughs> you seen that? Or the underglow, the underglow kit that was actually the neon tubes. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. 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 No, those <laughs> are huge. Those are making a comeback right now. Are they? The actual yeah. tubes? People who don't want the LED, they want the they want the nostalgic neon tube. Holy those shit. things are going for money right now. Wow. That's wow. hilarious. Like was it street glow or underglow? Yeah, or street glow. It was street glow. Yeah. Oh yeah. Tommy, you gotta put that in your car. <laughs> the saddest the saddest part about the import shops is when you walk in and there's more stickers than there are actual car parts that always blew my mind uh sir you get five horsepower per sticker i, I guess and it there was no, a period no, no, no. of time it's 10 it's 10 <laughs> oh i'm sorry but actually writes bud writes I, writes prescriptions I, I write prescriptions for stickers it's 10 horsepower per sticker <laughs> okay what was funny though is for a period of time it seemed like all the stickers were like yellow it was the weirdest shit everybody up here had yellow stickers bright yellow and then finally somebody must have said hey why do they all have to be yellow because they don't match our cars <laughs> um a lot of honda guys putting new speed stickers on their shit yep. what a time to be alive i'll tell you that <laughs> we had a store in the mall the local mall uh no shit classic conversions and literally it was a full store in the mall with just loads of that stuff like just wow <laughs> it was nuts like I, evidently it sold enough to pay mall rent during the fast and the furious times those yes. places were fu oh my god because i remember going to the street races and shit right before that movie came out and there would be like three or four hundred cars and there of course there would be like a small handful of v8 guys that would come and you could just see it on all the import guys' faces, like, oh fuck, here we go. And there was I remember this uh long bed C ten with a three eighty three stroker would come and just mop the world. Just <laughs> come in to just smoke everybody. The only other time that uh got crazy was when this brand new Ford Lightning came in and he just blew everybody's doors off too. It was it was really funny. But uh after the Fast and Furious came out, you know, these 100, 200 car meets blew up into hundreds and hundreds of cars to the point where there'd be helicopters from the police it was it was pretty fun because it was i never got to witness the actual golden era of muscle cars and that street racing scene i got to witness this other one and i got to watch it shift with the release of that fucking movie and everybody thought that they were fucking paul walker and vin diesel dude it was hilarious <laughs> so um, we just had a cars and coffee here and is the largest one recorded for our area Wow. 700. Wow. 700 wow. cars showed up. That's awesome. That's crazy. Now, now instead of 400 cars street racing, they do donuts and intersections. I know. That, that's the sad, you know. So stupid. I, I, I can't <laughs> stand the takeover crowd. 
<laughs> what 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 drives me the that I what drives me the most bonkers about the whole thing is not that those guys are doing donuts in intersections that they're doing a block of traffic being dicks and stuff. It's that the media calls them street racers. Yes. <laughs> how ridiculous is that shit? I, I'm like a personally offended by this. I'm like, how dare you? Do you not know our craft? What are you talking about? Well, I mean, they are racing to the ER after they run one of their friends over. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he wasn't just- racing, though. The guy just gets... Bonked by the back of the car swinging around. It's like, what happened? I got hit by a car doing, you know, swinging. Like, oh, God. I live to see those videos. I yeah. love them. Oh, those are, it's, just, it's fun to watch. I mean, I totally, I mean, I get the spectacle behind it. I totally understand why the kids are doing it because they have nothing else to do. This is their only chance, you know, everything else is they couldn't do anything. Yeah. I get it. But I, to call them street racers just drives me. Like, we're, we're, show me the race in this as they're doing this donuts in the intersection of people standing in the middle because I, I, I don't I don't see who's the winner here. Where, where's the where's the race? Well, you know, there's a race. Yeah, you, know they're, you know, they're doing like their little hype video at home and they're like, this thing right here is where I hit Ray Ray. This one right here is where I hit Steve. <laughs> <laughs> the only here's what the saving grace about those things are especially with the media calling them street racing. The real street racers that are on the other side of fucking town street racing are like, yes, keep focusing on their bullshit and we'll go racing. I remember going back to the Fast and Furious days, there was a period of time where once it had blown up so big, then it was like you get special invites and shit like, hey, Wednesday night, we're coming out here at 4 (laughs) a.m. Like I went to a couple of them and it was badass because then you got guys bringing trailers and shit and you're like, oh yep. shit, this is real yeah. shit. That's like in the early days of uh, street turbo cars because like you'd see yeah. like the turbo magazine and shit. They'd have 11 second Hondas and shit. You never saw that on the street, but then these guys started turbocharging their fucking cars and bringing them to these races. And some of them were putting out some big fucking power for little you're four gonna- cylinders. You remember those days where 11 seconds was fast? Yeah. I remember seeing the cover of Turbo Magazine. 11 seconds, fucking front-wheel drive. All the street cars, though, I mean... And, like, high 11s, not even low 11. Like, 11.98. I remember as a kid, like, whatever, 11, a 10-second t- strip car, you know, when yeah. I was in my teens. That was fast. Fast as fuck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Walk off the show with well, let's, that now. <laughs> let's, let's be real. 10-second quarter mile is still fast. I mean, if you're, it, that's okay. still ridiculously fast. I mean, it's not, you know, $100,000 plus fast or whatever, you know, but that 10 second quarter mile is still damn fast. Yeah, I, a, I respect it. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, no. let's, let's be honest. Even though there is turmoil in our hobby right now, we are living in the most performance dominated time in our hobby. Yeah. Like ever. I mean, you got guys cranking out 10-second, 11-second engines from their garage off parts they ordered from into online. You know what I mean? It's not like they're... You guys got, you, got, you got guys building eBay turbo kits that are putting out 600 fucking horsepower. You know right? right? So, I mean... I mean, so. again, you look at Dodge, like Tommy's car. I mean, that, that the, th- the 1320 car. I mean, out of the box, if you know how to drive it and you know how to set it up, it'll do, what, 11... It'll do mid-11s out of the box. We won 11.3 on factory tires. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean. That's so crazy. What, naturally aspirated. Yeah. <laughs> like, holy crap. Yeah. I mean, that's 
that's really I mean that's an that's an impressive achievement yes. for and I like you know I said before I like this we're living in you know the golden age of muscle cars is over like that was you know we're living in the golden age of horsepower mm-hmm. and it's great to be a part of it I I have to say it's sad to see this kind of this era ending and the new one beginning but I, I'm glad I was here for it I'm glad I got to be a part of it and even and more I, and stuff hopefully when I'm old and See now, I'll remember it. So, yeah. <laughs> boring stuff is getting fast, you guys. I mean, yeah, fine. yeah, I, it's very true. It runs like thirteen forties. Like, <laughs> I remember the, in the '90s, like pulling off a thirteen-second pass, and they're like, "Holy crap, that was awesome!" <laughs> you know, like we did it. You know, yeah. you know, you started in the sixteen eighteens with old clunky, you know, small block. And all of a sudden, you pull off a 13, you're glorious. Then you hit 11s or 12s, and you're really losing your mind. You know? And now a Camry runs 13s, you know? Well, look, what's um, the SRT10 Viper trucks? What did they run? 14s? Low 14s, I think. And it was the Probably. fastest production truck on earth, though, however they marketed it. Cool truck. Love them. But fast is just different than versus now. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Like I said, we live in a wild time. Yep. And you got guys that just won't adapt to the new shit like Johnny Mopar that are just fucking against the grain. Hard. Like Dodge probably hates me, but talk to fucking Johnny Mopar, Dodge, okay? <laughs> yeah. Not going to convince me to buy an electric car or yeah. Hellcat, mainly because I don't have the money for it. But <laughs> let, me a- let me ask you this, Johnny. If, if you had the money to buy a Hellcat, and you had all your classic shit is taken care of. You I would buy an A12 car instead. That's what I was going to say. Like, if you had Hellcat money, how would you not buy an A12? True. That's <laughs> absolutely <laughs> true. It's absolutely true. Um, I would I never a- get there because there's like a hundred Mopars old school that I would love to own before I got to the point where it's like, okay, I'm ready to buy a Hellcat. You know? See, uh, I'm kind of retarded. And what I would do is. <laughs> I would buy the Hellcat and be driving home word. thinking I'm cool. What? Reta- oh, sorry. <laughs> I'd be driving home in this Hellcat and I'd go, fuck, how much did I just pay for this thing? I could have bought it. Holy shit, I could have bought an A12. I could have bought a... Yeah, and you, then see, you, you say that, but you'd be like, Hellcat go... <laughs> <laughs> Probably. He's on the Probably. side of the road trying to fix his car because it's not running right. And it's, you know. Fuck, the I A12 could have been driving an AC with things. cruise control. And... Yeah, he's trying uh, to adjust the uh, the following linkages between the three. Said, I, I, fought, just, I fought going away from carbs on the Harleys. For years, <laughs> and I bought my first injected Harley in seventeen. I won't go back. Yeah, yeah. I, I got a carved Harley sitting out there. It it doesn't get touched. Yeah, are oh, they finicky? It's finicky stuff. Yeah. One yeah. One thing I'll give Johnny is he'll never run out of his heated seat subscription in an A twelve. No, it's true. No, he won't. <laughs> that is true. I don't Look, have to I, worry about. You know, software updates or app updates oh. on my cars. <laughs> Look, I'm still not over the time. I was sitting there minding my own business and Johnny started talking shit on A bodies. <laughs> <laughs> you know Only what really love you, Matt. <laughs> you know what really scares me about these electric cars? Is I don't know how secure they are. You know, being a conspiracy theorist, I'm like, fuck, what would it take to hack one of those fucking things? You know, are people hacking Teslas or what? 
Oh, they listen to you. Yeah, they're, they're, well, right now they're hacking them by. Yeah, they're hacking them by popping the fuel doors open. There's oh, some really? vulnerability right now where you can go up and you can go to the app and make all the fuel doors of all the the you know, the, the charging doors open on all the, all the Teslas. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I mean, here's another. Yeah, thing I think you know. I mean, I've heard it before. Like, if you are say a political decadent, and you know the government wanted you to kind of have an accident, they could just tap into your electric car and you accidentally hit the wall. And they just say they had a little malfunction, you know. What what if Dodge coming? Huh? What if Dodge reached what if Dodge reached out to me and they're like, Hey, we heard you talking shit about the Banshee. We want you to drive it. Can it office and he's like, hmm. <laughs> it just hits the wrong button and I go right into a pole and I get, you know, I get taken care of that Oh catastrophic failure. Sorry, talking about Maybe Preston will be in the car with you then, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, God! I didn't say that out loud, did I? <laughs> so <laughs> careful. <laughs> so something to keep in mind here with the electric cars is uh, everybody knows Tesla has their superchargers that like it's fast charging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you do something that upsets Tesla with you, they can lock you out of that charger. Yep. Wait, what? Yeah. Like oh, if yeah. you ups- if you upset Tesla, they can literally make it to where their supercharger will not charge your car. If it recognizes your car, like your, because your car communicates with it and it tells it the VIN and stuff like that. So if they, if your VIN is flagged and you plug your car in, you're not getting charged. You have yeah. to go to a regular charger and sit there for like eight hours. So if you've done modifications to your Tesla, if you built a re, like if you buy a rebuilt, like a, a salvage title Tesla, they will not allow you to use the supercharge network. Check, if you ever, if you, <laughs> if you want to dive into it, check out Rich Rebuilds on YouTube. Um, that guy's smart. His, Holy shit, yeah. he's smart. <laughs> yeah, he, and he's, he's he's a sarcastic asshole, which, which immediately I love him. So, um, <laughs> yeah, but he he he's gone through those trials and tribulations with Tesla and how vindictive they are with uh, their how their system works. It's it's yeah. it, it's kind of scary what they can do on that side, and there is some, yeah, you know, there is some fear from that on that side of you know who has the button that says. I'm sorry, Chris, you've driven enough miles today. We're shutting you down. Yeah, yeah. That's another concern. That's why I'm scared with this push towards EV because yeah. then they have control. Well, I mean, you already have these states telling you don't plug in your cars while running your air conditioning at home. The uh, grid can't handle it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Another great reason why those the, the combustion engines need to hang on for a little bit longer. Our grid can't handle us all going electric. So no, my state's working. My state is working on legislation for mileage and usage tax of EVs. So they want to really consider reporting of mileage driven, so they can tax you based on how much you've driven. So I mean, that's direct access to how where you go, how much, how many miles you put on your vehicle. That's a lot of information they really don't need. Without sounding crazy political. Um. Too late. <laughs> well, I mean, so you got to look at it. Like, if you really look at the trend in laws and stuff that are coming out, they are taking aim at just about anything recreational. Like, we're, they're making anything recreational harder to do and more expensive to do. So, really, what they're, I mean, we're a tax farm. The less time we're at work, the less time they're getting taxes 
Hundred percent. Well, it's funny because like what we were just talking about, you got all these people shouting, you know, uh, global warming and all that. So they drive all these electric cars and what they don't and they hate guys like us. And what they don't realize is that the government doesn't like any of us and they're going to tax you, too. It's only a matter of time. (laughs) So it's like nobody, nobody's safe. You know, if if you're a peon like us, nobody's safe. No. Um, Yeah. They just know who's going to conform quick and who's going to put up a fight. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I I say to to Blake's point, though, about charging on usage for your mileage on electric cars, the the states are going to have to do something because, like, in Minnesota, I know they charge, you know, the state tax on gasoline Mm -hmm. is your your usage tax, right? Right. And in Minnesota, that goes strictly for road construction and repair. That's all it goes for. If we... We move all these electric cars, all of a sudden that fund for road repair goes away. So they're going to have to find a way to fill that gap. I also would not want them to be tracking every single where I, you know, everywhere I go, but there's got to be some kind of happy medium of be able to, you know, pay for how much you're using the road, basically. Well, I mean, um, at the same time, we walk around with a tiny computer that tracks everything we do. Well, yeah. yeah, I was just going to say, they already know where you're at all the time. Yeah. So, but my concern... Yeah, Google is, does. The state doesn't. <laughs> my oh, my concern is the lay on <laughs> of the two, right? So you get into a pinch situation, okay? If you, there, a law passes that says, hey, we need a mileage usage tax, right? So if you still have a gas vehicle and you're paying the fuel tax at the pump that's supposed to go towards roadway, but then you're also reporting mileage and having to pay tax on the mileage, you're almost getting double taxed. Well, I mean, we are like triple tax on everything. We pay taxes on our wages and we pay taxes on everything else when we buy it. Then we pay taxes on our property well, yeah. we already own every year. So, I mean, we're we're like way, way overtaxed. But, but but as I'm both- talking specifically on roadway tax. So it's almost as if you're penalized for still having a gas vehicle because you get taxed for mileage and for the fuel cost. Yeah. But as Mopar fans, we understand that we pay a tax just to have the Mopar. It's called the Mopar yeah. tax, right? Everything's yeah, more expensive than it's Mopar. <laughs> so right. we're used to this. Shit, they almost got me when I got the title for my Roadrunner. Even trade, literally even, no money exchanged. I go in there and they're trying to put the value of my 78 D150 against the value book value of a 72 Roadrunner. And I was like, Oh shit. And, uh, had I not put up a fight, they would have taxed me on a, uh, they would have basically taken a thousand dollars from me. But I was like, no, 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 we're not doing this because they used NADA. And I think I told this story on my podcast that I go in there and the guy is looking at it. And this is a Mopar friendly place. Like they got pictures of fucking Mopars on the wall. I think the owner owns a wing car and shit. Um, And he's looking and and he's like, just 78 D150 for a 72 Roadrunner. And I was like, fuck, here we go. And he goes, uh, and he asked me about the trade and shit. I was like, it was even no cash exchanged. I already knew where this conversation was heading. And he's like, we still have to run the book value because we send this in and the state's going to go, whoa, 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 what? They want to get their money somehow. And uh, the funny thing is, is when they pulled it up on NADA, my truck was worth like, we'll say 1100 bucks. It was fucking ridiculous. And the Roadrunner in NADA at the lowest value that they could value it at was at 11300 So in my head, I'm like, fuck, I'm not going to win this shit. And then I go, hold on, 1100 for my truck? I was like, that's bullshit because I have it 
I have it insured for $25,000. And uh, he goes through who? And I said, Haggerty. I was like, let me pull up the Haggerty value. And he go, and he goes, Haggerty's not much different. And I said, uh, hold on. I pulled up my phone and just Googling 1978 Dodge D150 value, Haggerty popped up and it'll show you um, the highest recently sold price or whatever. And it was like, I forget if it was 53,000 or 35,000. It was a very high number. And I said, look at this shit. You're telling me it's worth 1100 bucks. So they're like, well, we can pull up Haggerty. And I was like, all right, perfect. And then I was like, oh shit, they're going to pull up Haggerty for the Roadrunner too. And I said, hold on. <laughs> I was like, can we leave? I like this number over here for the Roadrunner. Can we use Haggerty for the truck to kind of even it out? Because at the end of the day, the guy at the office doesn't give a shit. It's the state that's trying to get my money. Right. So yeah. he goes, I, I think we can. He talked to the girl um, that was behind the uh, uh, behind the desk with him. And she's like, yeah, I should be able to. And he pulls it up. And this is no bullshit. I, I actually have the two pieces of paper that prove this. He pulls it up on Haggerty and he didn't put in any options. So it was actually a 78 uh, D150 slant six truck. And it pulled up for the exact same number, $11,300. So where I was fighting them, because we, we valued these cars just to throw a number out there in case they did try to screw us on taxes. I said, look, I, I would I would fight back, but I would pay, you know, probably around a G to fucking take care of this and just get my title. And so we put the value, the agreed upon value for both vehicles at 8000, which is ridiculous. But um, yeah, they pulled up exactly the same at 11,300. I was like, holy shit. And I looked and I saw slant six and I was like, nope. Send it, send it. And I paid zero for taxes, but that just goes to show you if I had just bent over and said, yeah, here's, here's a thousand bucks. They would have taken my money and not given a shit. But when I got this title in the mail yesterday, I was so excited because I was worried that, you know, some pencil pusher at the state was going to look a little bit deeper into it. Like when I went to get the Vermont loophole title for the dumpster fire Roadrunner I had. Those fuckers got me for a couple hundred bucks, but that's a whole different story. Um. Hey, there's a there's a comment here from Polly we should probably talk about about the Durango. If you see that over there, there you go. What about the lawsuits starting from the Hellcat Durango owners suing now with the announcement of the return of the Hellcat Durango for 23? It was supposed to be a one year only model for 21. I never thought that people would sue for that. Is that a thing? Uh, well, you know. When, when the when the first Durango Hellcat was announced, it was only five hundred. It's gonna be five hundred units. Yeah. And then sold, right? They sold them all out. <laughs> and then Dodge went, We could do a thousand. <laughs> it's like, oh, that just fucked the first five hundred people there. Nice move there, Dodge. Yeah. You know, I thought it was good job there. one year only. I thought it was always just like, hey, one year, unlimited, but we're only making them one year. No, no, it was it originally was gonna be a, a five hundred unit run. And then they upped it to a thousand unit run for 2021, um, and that was going to be it. That we can do a thousand units of the Hellcat Durango. And <laughs> I thought this. I actually kind of thought the same thing with the the with the announcement. Like, oh, that's going to make some people salty. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, people. They did the same thing with the Viper when the Viper first came out. Right. There was like, oh, they're only going to build it for a year or two, and then they kept making them, kept making them. Right. So those guys. There was a whole shitload of guys that went in there to buy the Viper when it first came out just because they thought it was going to be limited run and they were going to get rich. Right. But <laughs> I don't well, think anybody's going to go over it. 
don't tell the demon owners that there's car there's a car called the super stock yeah but just keep that on the down low <laughs> yeah, see, don't, the, don't tell the, them the super stock still doesn't have the the 840 computer until Blake's cars get uh, released next month and they make more than 840 the demon guys are going to go ape shit yeah hmm yeah, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, I heard that they were going to oh, do like Polly's saying three thousand now. Three thousand is the number Polly's saying. I thought I thought I heard a thousand, but okay. So that kind of is like the uh, Rolling Stones on their first farewell tour. Everybody bought the yeah. farewell tour shirts. They're on, years ago. Yeah, they're on farewell tour number thirty-seven. So <laughs> we really, really, who, really mean it this time. Who, who's the one that's doing like no more tours? Tour two. Is that oh, who the hell is that? The old Black Sabbath guy. Who's that? Uh, I know George Strait. I know George Strait. Yeah, Ozzy. Ozzy is. Uh, well, Ozzy, he did his tour of No More Tours, and I think he did No More Tours too. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta make that money, man. That guy's ha- that guy's yeah. been half dead for thirty years. I don't even know yeah. how he fucking does it, man. That's that's uh, I won't get into that. Never mind. The, um, but, yeah, like, the Durango what, thing. I think I think that's going to be interesting. I mean, obviously, I don't think the lawsuit's going to go anywhere because no, it's me. People bitching and moaning about stuff that they're going to be like, okay, prove damages, and how do you prove damages? I mean, <laughs> it's just I don't see how yeah, that's going to happen. But yeah, Blake, how do you feel about Vice Grip Garage, who's a big influencer on YouTube, doing a Hemi swap? I know he didn't use your kit, but it is definitely good for press for the Hemi Swap world. Good, right? Yeah, I think it's great. It increases visibility, and I mean, I had a lot of history in the LS world. I, I mean, I think it's so vanilla and so overdone. And honestly, if you look at <coughs> for power, the Hemi makes more power. It's it's just it's better. Like I've I've done both. I've seen both, and I've been in both camps. Um, I don't have any issue with it. I was hoping we could get low buck up to Mo Party and kind of do yeah. a little side by side, but uh, been having some problems with Mo Party, so uh, <laughs> problems, but difficulties with Mo Party. So um, I don't know where that's going to wind up. Talk talk to Tommy after uh, offline. <laughs> yeah. Tommy you does have my, some connections. Yeah. You, you got my contact. Yeah, cool. And swap swap kits. We need to talk swap kits, man. Yeah. Now, I, I, I hate to do a marketing plug because I, you know, I do work for Car Tech Books, but we do finally have our Hemi Swap book coming. It's coming soon. I can't right, say that Jay much. Hines, the, the GM uh, G-Body guy? I, I, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I have to look. <laughs> uh, you should I, do I, I did tell I did tell our editorial guys, though, I'm like, if you guys don't have DIY Hemi in this book in the source guide, you're, you're fired. We can't we can't have a Hemi swap book and not have DIY Hemi mentioned in the book. If you guys do that, you've, you've failed. <laughs> Correct. All right, Johnny. Johnny, you're up. Johnny, are early A-bodies the same as other A-bodies? <laughs> no, the early A-bodies are smaller than the... Like the 66 and older A-bodies are yeah. even smaller than 67 and later. Yeah. I would... I would uh, highly advise you do not do <laughs> engine swaps on those. They're tight. I'm going to, for those of you listening, 
I don't know who wants to join in and give uh, their opinions on any of the discussed topics tonight, but I will throw the link in the chat. And if you want to join us on screen, feel free to uh, click the link, have a set of headphones, and uh, let us know what's on your mind. Anybody can join. But uh, I thought that might make things interesting. If you don't want to join, that's fine, too. And you guys aren't held by a ball and chain. If you guys got to go or want to go, feel free to head on out. But uh, I'm going to take like a two-second break, so I'll be right back. All right, sounds good, man. Um, so, I mean, overall, with the whole Dodge Speed Week shit, it could have been a lot worse, but it could have been better, too. Um, I really wish they would have showed us what was on that truck, man. I really wish they would have just... That would have softened the blow of a lot of other shit, too, you know? Well, um, you know, I mean, think about when the Charger came out, right? As a four-door. Man, everybody shit a brick. Everybody hated it. They got so much hate from the old-school faithful Mopar. And now it's like, it's not the even, most popular car that they sell. Probably. Right. Right. So yeah. it's like, I think, I think once Dodge starts getting some notoriety with this EV car, if it really gets out there and it kicks ass, it kicks Tesla's ass and it's kicking everybody's ass. People are going to come around and they're, they're not going to hate it. So much. shit. I remember when the Dodge trucks were coming out, like, uh, what's the, is it 93 or so? Oh yeah, the second. Wait, wait, yeah, they showed the silhouette, and it kind of looked like a big rig. You know, it's the first yeah. truck that looked like a big diesel truck, right? And yeah, everybody yeah. hated it. It's like, no, please don't make it. Uh-huh. And then it came out, and then it was like, oh, it's actually kind of cool. And everybody had to have one. And then Ford started looking like Dodges, and Chevy started looking like Dodges. You know, so I think people are going to come around to it. I'd be a liar if I sat here and said I didn't want to drive a Banshee and see how fast it was. Okay, I want to drive one. I want to see what that experience is like. I would rather drive one of those before I drive a Tesla. And I've been holding out. I've had a couple chances to test drive them, and I'm like, eh, nah. um, I really want to drive this Banshee and see. Like, they can sell me on it if it's fast as shit, which it's, it's going to be fast. Let's yeah. be real here. It's going to be fast. Uh, what is it? Uh, the experience for me is what I want. I want to know what that experience I, is. You know what? My my buddy that has a Tesla, he let me drive it, and it's it's not like driving a car. It's it's a t- totally different thing. I mean, it just felt weird. It felt like I was sitting on a couch and and I'm looking at an entertainment center or something like that. You know, it just didn't feel like you're driving a car. And we even put it in the self driving mode. It was like I'm going down the street with my hands off the steering wheel, you know, so that I think it sounds like Dodge is sort of like bringing, keeping the car driving experience yeah. in this car. So and that's cool. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think it's a good move. I think it's a good move on their part. So let me drive one Dodge. Let me drive one. And I will take back everything I said. If it can put a smile on my face. <laughs> I'll take back everything. He's selling out. Said. He said he wasn't going to sell out. He's fucking selling out. Oh, I, I have I have a new I have a new advertising deal that I haven't mentioned yet. But pretty soon you may hear some questionable ads on this show. Just know that your boy's finally getting paid. So don't worry about it. Nice. <laughs> so if you get an ad about a little blue pill that you know talks about enhancing some performance oh, I, and it's not related to cars don't blame me i, I, I thought you're going with the typical podcaster doing the me undies or whatever that was the i i don't know what they're going to put on there oh, <laughs> i'm God. part of oh, a yeah, okay uh, i got accepted into this uh 
like beta program. And I was like, mm. this could be a fucking train wreck because they give you options <laughs> of what ads you're willing to play on your thing. And one of them was like, basically, throw the book, everything. I said, I'll, I'm open to anything. Guns, what, what, what do you got? What's the most offensive shit you got? You can play it on my show. I don't care. Dodge so, bought all of his ad time. And they're gonna play Chief Donut Maker ads. Yeah, oh, for, shit. All, for all this shit he talked on Chief Donut Maker. Could you imagine? Oh my god! Could you imagine oh, if he I'm has a podcast kidding. and he's like advertising his podcast on my fucking show? I, oh my I'm god! Still, this nice little intro. Hi, this is Preston, the Chief Donut Maker. You're watching Talking Mopars. Oh my god! I would fucking die. I would from, like, from the front seat of his Porsche. Yeah, yeah. Uh, has he uh, said anything? I fuck. I didn't even think about looking to see if he said anything about this EV muscle car. He's the he's I'm the sure ambassador, he's, right? I'm, I have not seen a, an ounce of him. I saw the one you got thing it because you have to follow on his Chief Donut Maker account. You can't. He's not going through the dot shit. They, they got him on the Chief Donut Maker account. I oh, it's I I'm not following it. I don't care. I'm just ignoring uh, him. So he doesn't okay. exist to me. Now I'm serious. I've only seen the one thing with Freiburger. Is he falling in line? I'm yeah. about to find out. Of right course now. he is. Let's find. Probably not even making those posts. He is the line. He seemed to van. I don't know. He seemed like he vanished until he showed up at that roadkill. Uh, was it roadkill nights or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> well, he's he, he was there's at, our boy. There he yeah. is playing the game. Hell yeah. He he was at the Denver uh, NHRA race, like he, because that's the Mopar one that they sponsor. So he was out at that one. I know I saw some crap from Dodge Motorsports Instagram posted that. Supposedly, like, oh, there he is. Press. He's still around. Hmm. They haven't shoveled him into the back uh, back corner yet, but I just yeah. I can't help but be curious if somebody else that didn't have any type of controversy surrounding them, if they would still be minimally used like this i thought it was going to be a bigger position i thought we were going to see a lot more of them um i don't know if that's related to the the outpouring of fucking hate or if that's just their plan all along you give the guy a hundred grand and a hellcat and just let him disappear and post a couple times and show up at a couple of events it was 150 grand 150 grand fuck Man, I didn't know that that's what the job was. Shit, that's even better than they made it say. Right. <laughs> shit. So, Chris, where it is, he'll be at Mo Party. We can tag team Oh, oh shit. Oh, shit. I want to oh get a shirt. God. I'm going to get a shirt made that says I don't even like donuts. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can buy this. I'll, I'll make the link live again, and you can buy the shirts that I was making that had his picture saying the top five reasons why I hate Dodge, and it said Chief Donut Maker on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm yeah, Tom, Tommy, we'll have to go have a talk with him. Be- <laughs> Look, I'm going to go get some nachos while you're doing that. I don't want to be involved. <laughs> yeah, not, not involved. I'll find something else to do, fellas. You guys can ride on it. Blake and I both I've already burnt my bridges. Dodge hates me now, so I don't care anymore. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, if you ask Dodge, they'd be like, "What? Br- th- we never had a bridge with talking Mopars. Fuck that guy!" <laughs> so yeah. there was never a bridge to burn in the first place. So I, I was talking about my bridge. I, I burned my bridge with Dodge. you. Definitely, you definitely had a bridge, and you lit that yeah. bridge right on fire. Oh yeah. Oh, man. Speaking of Moparty, we got to do a cruise. We got to get this going. Yeah, uh, we were talking about organizing something. Possibly what Friday night because Saturday we got to leave on Sunday morning, so I don't know if Friday night would be. I think Friday night would be probably the perfect night. Yeah, we're trying to find a a, a meetup spot, and we were thinking the Mellow Mushroom. 
because they got that Hell cool yeah. old the old cool Chrysler dealership. If we get a bunch of people, I'll have to create a flyer or something. But we want to get a bunch of people just to meet up and just hang out after after the night's over and just uh, kind of have a nightcap and hang out, um, cruise some cars and, and shit. Night, and the other night we'll be camping on site too. So yeah, oh, cool. um, if beers at the hooch. No. There we go. <laughs> um, but it won't we won't be that far from us. Last, uh, yeah. how how far are we away? We got an Airbnb. I don't know how. I don't even know where it's at. Which one was it, Blake? Should uh, Airbnb the camp like right at the entrance of the park. So yes. was it that? Was it the cabin looking one, or I'm is it different? Second. You have to uh, wait and find out. Oh shit! Okay, <laughs> it was the cabin. Awesome. <laughs> how do you not pay attention when Blake tells you things? Oh shit. Uh, I swear to God, if you put a creepy doll in my room this year, I'm going to lose my shit. I hope the place is haunted for uh, the Talking Paranormal podcast. That'd be fun. <laughs> uh, Dude, I tried. I did try to get a haunted farm out in the countryside. <laughs> I tried to do that for you. Yeah. So, back, a little backstory on the doll thing for folks that weren't there. Um, <laughs> we, we all, Blake, Chris, and I, and another a couple buddies of ours got an Airbnb at Mo Party last year, and we were, we were looking for plates in the cabinets and shoved in the back corner of one of the cabinets in the kitchen in the kitchen was a doll just chilling and i got weird about it no it was creepy dude like yeah. it was like you know ones like a kids like cut the hair half off and it's like scribbled markers all over their face and like a late guy <laughs> like that's what it was so i got weird about it and blake and them were like oh we're gonna hide it in match room i was like i overheard him <laughs> i was like no you're not this dude locked his door every night. <laughs> sure did. He locked his room up like Fort Knox. Meanwhile, how did, how did you know it was locked, Blake? We tried. tried. <laughs> we, to, we tried to put the doll in there. I'm going to tell you right now, if you would have put that doll in my room, it would have went through the wall. Ain't none of us getting the security deposit back. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was wondering what the hell you guys were talking about because you told me about it because I showed up at the show and met you guys at the place later on that evening. And you guys were talking about this doll. I was like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? And you showed me that creepy fucking thing. And I was like, that was just hanging out? Weird. I still think there was a hidden camera in it and they were watching us. Well, they were watching. They saw that floor get flooded when we did the dishwasher. Oh, my God, dude. That's my fault. (laughs) I don't know what happened. We walked back in. The whole fucking place is flooded. And I was like, oh, Jesus. (laughs) They might have shut the camera off, though, in the middle of the night when I was snoring so loud. The whole the walls were reverberating. <laughs> Everybody was like, "Hey, dude!" Uh, <laughs> I didn't hear you. Okay, good. <laughs> um, all right. Well, nobody wants to join us in the chat now. I feel now I feel hated. That's that's messed up. Um, it is two and a half hours in, so I'm just yeah, saying it's- it is two and a half hours in. Okay, so let's get ready to shut this thing down. Any last thoughts, gentlemen? I want to see the hurricane really bad. Like I want to, I want to play with one of those cars really bad. Me too. I want to hear what it sounds like. I'm not even worried about that. I just want to play with it. Okay. I just my my final thoughts is I, I would like to purchase a 2023 model if I can. Um, but my uh, I, I've heard 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 rumors uh, at least on the um, government side. Like if you try to buy a fleet car, uh, police car. The 2023 base prices are going up anywhere from eight to twelve thousand dollars. Oh wow! Shit. Holy Wait, shit! What? The twenty for like if you're uh, work at a police department, you're ordering fleet vehicles for you know cop cars, and whatnot. The 2023 models 
the base price, <laughs> same options, same options, eight to $12,000, depending on if you're looking at a charger or a Ram or Durango. So <laughs> I was really hoping to get a 2023. And I think that's kind of going to go out the window. Cause I'm assuming the consumer market's going to follow the pricing on the, uh, for the fleet side. So yeah, it doesn't surprise times. me. They've been marking shit up for a long time. At least locally to me, they mark everything up nine, well, 10, I think, 12 grand. <laughs> I, I think Dodge is removing the normal margin that there was in the cars. Okay. And just basically, you know, taking that from the dealership. So you're going to see massive dealership markups in the 23 yeah. because Dodge has taken away the markup between invoice to MSRP. Mm. That's yeah. going to be my my prediction is you're going to see massive markups because there is no there's no more wiggle room in the dealership on their on their back end pricing so yeah good times i wish i would have had the foresight to get a demon if you could have gotten one i think there was one or two dealerships that sold them at lit at msrp i wish i would have had the insight was like hey just buy it because now they're going for like 100 grand more than Sticker that there was people buying them at sticker and then throwing them on eBay for 150 grand. I was like, Holy shit, you seen them now, Chris? No, no, are they crazy now? Oh, like averages 165 to 200. Yeah, wow, what an amazing investment that would have been! Yeah, (laughs) crazy. That's what that's funny to me because you know, some of the dealership markups were. You know, the sticker's 90 grand, 80, 90 grand. And then the dealership markup, we're selling those cars for 120. I'm like, oh, those guys are getting fucked. As soon as it a couple of years, that's going to go way down. And now it's like, that looked like a sound investment. <laughs> right? <laughs> Holy shit. There are those um, like clickbaity uh, commercials on YouTube, like those ads of those guys. I don't know if you guys have seen these, but they're like guys who own exotic cars and they're like trying to teach you how to own these exotic cars like we oh, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the same principle. They buy the ones that they know are going to appreciate in value. They drive them for a little bit, sell them for more than they bought them for. And then it's like this revolving door of cash and leveling up, leveling up, leveling up. And you could have easily done that with a demon. <laughs> you know, if I, man, I, I was not in that game, but what an easy way to make 50, 60, 70 grand. Holy shit. Wow. Interesting. Shame. Final thoughts, Tommy. Tired, man. <laughs> um, it's uh, it, it's interesting, you know. Like I said, I'm not opposed to it. I just don't like the the forcing of it. Yeah. Um, the, the EV that they're you know that they've shown us. I hope they stay true to what the concept is. Um, it's got a good look. It's a good looking car. Mm-hmm. I like the wheels. Um, <laughs> I'm actually I with you, then, like, Tommy. They, they look so funky enough. I like them. Yeah, they're just they're weird, you know. Yeah. So, um, interested to see what the what the straight six does, you know. Um, interested to see what the uh, the releases that are still coming, you know. Will it be a Hemi and no L platform or an L platform with no Hemi? Yeah. You know. So it's um. It's just it's been cool to have grown up in an era where you know early on we didn't have these things. Yeah, and right. We, we we looked at the muscle cars that our dads had, 
and then the second coming of the the horsepower wars and i mean we got it even better than you know absolutely so it's we're having fun with it definitely so and then before i get out blake i'm gonna hit you let's talk some swaps let's make some plans uh for the guys that are coming to mo party um oh yeah and uh for anybody out there too speed shops are still around if you're if you're on the east coast i can cover the whole east coast give me a holler yeah plug plug uh your social medias and your shop and all that fun stuff and slicks of hope plug all of it yeah so you know the charity is slicks of hope um we're on instagram facebook uh youtube Uh, manage American Muscle Performance out of Pompano Beach, Florida. Uh, we also have a new location in, in uh, Charleston, West Virginia for cool. all your Mopar and GM needs. Um, you know, from, from mild to wild, uh, old school speed shop stuff. Nice. So we're out there doing it. Um, currently, you know, the shop even runs that. The Durango was a big topic here for a minute. Um, fastest Durango in the world. Nice. So the, the the shop's owner, Scott's girlfriend, runs the fastest Durango in the world. Hell yeah! You know, so um, yeah. Anybody needs you need anything? Like I said, mile the wild, give us a holler. Get you taken care of. You want to uh, throw down on a good cause? You know, we're out here drag racing cars and raising money for pediatric cancer research. Nice. So. I'm definitely going to be picking up a shirt and some swag. Yeah, I'll have some sure. shirts out at uh, you know at Mo Party. Oh um, yeah, we'll be we'll be signing autographs. Nice. Um, might have some other some other goodies for uh, you know giveaways and um, raffles. Just trying to pull some stuff together. It's it's a busy venture. I mean, you know, with daily life and then still trying to pull all that kind of stuff together. It's you know. For sure, it man. gets hectic, but we're doing it. Like I said, we got some reveals. If everything rolls as planned, um, <laughs> you might be seeing the car looking a little different. Hell yeah, uh, running a little faster. So, and then uh, we're gonna try to try to petition these goofballs to uh, open the thirteen twenty class. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll run it NA. I'll leave the bottle out, but um, they make us run brackets it's, or choose your own index. Uh, it's kind of, kind of, I guess it, it evens everybody out because a lot of the guys are stock. You know, they're hoping for that, that valuation like the demons. I don't yeah. see it happening with the 1320s. It's just not that well-known. Um, Dodge put almost nothing out about it, you know, uh, other than the original. You know, so you still get a lot of people that have no clue what it, but they know what a demon is. Um yeah. So I don't see I don't see these cars valuing much more than your average scat pack, you know, years down the road. Um but uh yeah, they make us run a pick your own index. It gets kinda I think that's where you're wrong, Tommy. I think, you know, when you look in in the 40, 50 year window range, I I think the 1320 is going to be a lot more valuable than your standard scat pack. I really do. I think it's going to be worth more money. Maybe. I think that, you know. Not yours, because yours we beat the shit when we nothing left of it. I got got history. I got history. You've got the racing, Um, you got the racing, you know, cred. So so, that's kind of what I talked with some of the other guys about, too, was there's a few of us that are very hardcore drag racers with these cars they're modified you know 
their ProCharge, right. their CAM, their, you know, whatever. Um, I think my, my thought is those cars um, may down the road with that history. You know, I've been very, I don't want to say meticulous, but I have the time slips. I have the important time slips. I have the, the magazine articles and stuff like that to kind of build that. I don't see us ever getting rid of the car. Right. When I pass it down, mm-hmm. you right. know, all that stuff's there. Um, but I don't, I don't want to say I don't see them gaining value, but not to the degree that things like the demon. Oh yeah. That's know, a little bit on a different know. level for sure. It, it, but wrote an article about it and I totally agreed with him when it came out. And that was that he equated the 1320 to the modern day A12. And I think yep. I still stand by that. So you talk about, yeah, uh, yeah 100%. Um, I think it's going to be the same thing with that. the A12s now. And yeah, yeah, 100%. I think it's going to be the same thing now with A12s and Hemi cars with uh, yeah. 1320s and Hellcats. 100%. Those, yep. those 1320s are badass. I would love to have one just because of the cool B on the side <laughs> and the so nice wheel. From, the nice wheel. <laughs> from the tech side um, on a 1320, Russ from Sound German spent an incredible amount of time just researching the torque converter function and the launch control of the 1320. I mean, Dodge really put some good heart into that car, man. There's some yeah. good tech there. You know, and that launch control specifically for that car is something that people love and they're trying to replicate and copy and steal and put in their their five seven RTs and all that stuff because it's just it's an amazing feature. I you know, and that's I see that, but like when you get down to it actually racing it, mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff they put in it, like the trans brake and stuff, it doesn't work worth a shit. Really? No, <laughs> I mean, it's it's awesome that you're saying that out loud. Because, I mean, I mean I'm I'm right? I'm not shy about it. It's um as far as the suspension goes, and you know the the drag suspension, uh, drag mode, and that stuff. The car is amazing. It squats uh, bone stock. That car squatted so hard. I bent lower rear control arms. Oh, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's, oh my God. It, I have if if you look at it well. I've had some. Re- I've had to have some repairs done after a tire explosion. But um, prior to that, if you looked, I actually had wrinkles in the roof. Really? She she sits hard, man. Damn, so, that's damn. gangster, um, dude. That's, the, uh, wow. Now you know why he wants to buy a body in white. Yeah. Fucking a. <laughs> that's man. exactly no. Um, but you know, so so that portion of the package, spot on. Okay. Um, you know, the torque inverter having a, a bit higher stall, that suspension works flawless. Like there's been the only times I have not had traction, or, you know, wheel hop or anything at a track was because it was shitty prep or I had bald tires. Even on mediocre prep, that car has just hooked and booked every time. Wow. Um, the trans brake. It's it's clumsy. It's funky. It's yeah. you pull this paddle. It, it let this paddle go, and then it times out. So if you're if you're on it, and your opponent doesn't stage fast enough, it times out. If you uh-huh. launch and pound the gas too fast, because you have to hold your RPMs with your pedal. Mm-hmm. If you let go and hit the gas too fast, it bogs out. 
Oh, it's shit. just to, to, to use once in a while when you're at the track and you're not running anyone, you can make it work. In competition, I don't even bother. I foot brake yeah. that car and that's it. So it's almost yeah, gimmicky. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly when we, in the 1320 only groups, you get guys come in and they're like, how do I do my new trans brake? And I'm like, don't even bother. It's a gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's badass on the street because I can make like 300 feet of black mark. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I was not thrilled with it. It is awesome that you're saying that because usually, you know, people they get huff and fluff and to get a real feedback like that is that's pretty cool. Yeah, no, I mean, they they stuffed a lot of great tech into that car, and there's definitely some pieces that just don't make sense. And like, and and I would say that the if you ask the demon owners, I bet you a lot of them are not using the trans brake either. I think no, my my cousin owns a demon. It's the the exact same thing. Right. Right. Same same thing. Um, Same thing with like launch control. Yeah. It pulls a bunch of timing, et cetera, et cetera. It slowed the car down. Wow. You know, on it's top great of that, for people that don't know how to drive. Yeah. 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 You know, it'll, it'll, it, I found it to help someone on the street. Yeah. But it also times out. So again, if opponent doesn't stage quick enough, I, I want to say it's maybe 15 seconds, 10 seconds. It'll, it'll time out in the car. Right. Yeah. So, you know, there were some big hits there and a couple of small misses. You know, yeah. at the end of the day, for what I got, for the price I got it for, the car has been stellar. Right. You know, I mean, it, they, they had a big flub with the Demon where they said, hey, you can do nine, whatever, nine, six, five six, or five. something. Yep. And almost nobody's done it or one guy's done it or something like that in completely yeah. stock form. They said we could do 11.7. I went right. to... Demon skinnies was the only change I put on the car, which shaved a total of 16 pounds from the car. And I went 11.3. And my right. wife went 119.91 at 11.35. Right. I, and I think and, that was, I think Dodge learned their lesson with the Demon because of that. Honestly, right, I think they were right. like, let's, let's make this number realistic because that was one that came out the 11, six, it was 11.6 that they were saying that 11.7 you could do. Eleven seven, yeah, seven. Um, and then and there's, oh, immediately people were hitting that number. Yeah, there's a ton of us. Yeah, there's a ton of us that are in cars that were either. Um, so my car's optioned with the leather seats, so it's on the heavier, but it's not a fully op. No sunroof or anything. So with running one leather seat, I'm just slightly heavier than the lightest option cars. Right. Um, there's plenty of us that are doing that, that are hitting 11 fours, 11 fives, 11 sixes. Yeah. You know, I, in the wow. Florida heat on all four 20 inchers, I ran um, a fellow named Brooks from the Drag Times YouTube in his uh, Model 3 performance Tesla, which on paper had us beat. And we ended up averaging three runs better than he did. Um, <laughs> great races, hell, hell of a driver. And um, the, uh, the the car went 11, 11 fours in the Florida heat. Wow. You know, on all yeah. four stock drag radials. So, you know, Dodge, they, they, they knocked it out with that, with that setup. And I'm glad, you know, that a lot of the guys that bought them early on are like, oh, I don't want them to make them another year because they want that low number. But, 
I'm glad there's some out there for us to pick up later on. Yep. You know, and, and at last I heard they're going to do this year will be obviously the last year, but that it'll be another availability this year. So I would love to have a 1320. Don't yep. even know what the fuck I'd do with it. Except take it to the track and try to have some fun. Fucking wrinkle in the roof, dude. I'm still trying to get over that. That is some gangster shit. <laughs> a lot of them do. It. I mean, they're, they're thin, but yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Uh, it's got its little intricacies the way it, uh, it sits up even um, the first time out with it, big event wise, when we set the records on um, one of the launches, Carly put like that much air under a tire. Jeez. <laughs> From, it likes to bring that passenger side up because it's, you know, got no yeah. seat over there. And uh, so it's done. So actually, I, I don't know that I've ever gotten the wheels up. Um, she's gotten some launches when it, right after it was cammed. Um, cammed imported heads headers stock converter still on 17s where she rolled right out of the light and you know wow. had little the driver's <laughs> side that time you know actually wow. putting the air under the driver's side that's awesome so it's, how, it's much, been a, it, how much does that thing weigh stock it was 4150 okay yeah um all i can say is it's lighter than that now <laughs> it's not the lightest though um one of the other guys we see at a lot of the uh street hemi events chris um his uh his handle is scavenger 1320 he's oh, okay, yeah. completely gutted the car mm-hmm. i think he's got it down to like 36 and change <laughs> so wow I'm, holy I'm, crap i'm a That's little a heavier yeah. um, i think we're right in the wheelhouse of like 3800 Okay. Now we know why Carly drives. <laughs> so, I'm heavy, man. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, a little weight out of these cars helps. And that's, yeah. you know, that's what we've done. We've 15 inch conversions shaved a bunch of weight off a lot of reciprocating mass. Yeah. Um, I'm still running a stock seat in the driver's side. So we're going to go to a Kirky race seat, which will drop. Nice. Yeah. 60 pounds or something like that. Um, That's crazy. So, yeah, a little bit, a little bit here, a little bit there. I'm happy with it, with where it's at weight wise. Um, We're going to, you know, turn it up a little bit, see what the, uh, how far the stock short block goes. I'm curious (laughs) now. Shit. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It'll be fun to watch. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I told John Prims when we meet up, I'm not afraid to, uh, to turn it up to take the win, uh, it'll be the fastest 1320 in the world if it costs me a short block. Um, yeah. Ah, another you, one. It'd be so great if you guys could meet up someplace. Like, I'd love to see you guys both at Mo Party. Yeah. It'd be great if you could make it out there. I wish he could make it that far. I mean, he's he's That's all the way out there. Hell of a trip, though. Yeah. But I think something maybe Texas Motorsports or Mo- Mo- Motorplex, you know, yeah. something – Texas or even Kansas Street Hemi Shootout does a Kansas event now. Uh, might be a little easier on both well, of us. We could uh, promote the hell out of it for uh, muscle cars at the Strip and do the fastest thirteen twenty. Uh, they did the fastest Hellcat last year, which didn't that work at? out. Uh, Vegas at Vegas Motor Speedway, which is a fucking amazing facility. It's like a three day haul for me. It would I was going to say that's <laughs> about close to halfway between you and John, right? That's about halfway. <laughs> It takes me seven hours just to get out of Florida. Shit, that's right. You're in Florida. Fuck. All right, guys. Uh, Kansas. Kansas is the way. 
we need to put we need to make a fund so that Tommy can get out to Vegas and <laughs> claim the title. Come to SEMA. 1320. <laughs> um yeah, we could uh, we'll have to talk well, about hold that. On a might be able What's to a, this fellow's asking what does a 1320 weigh? Um I mean they weigh in the wheelhouse of just depends on how they're optioned it uh, right mm. around four thousand forty one hundred on up um yeah i was gonna say 42 43 but yeah, i would say average girls. a lot a lot of guys option them you know there's a lot of guys getting sunroofs and you know <laughs> yeah. the, the the subwoofers i got the leather interior so i got all the seats and i have the srt spoiler that's it and that's like a hundred pounds on its own <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I mean, they they are heavy. Yeah. And taking yeah. taking a little weight out helps. Yeah. Um, Matt, what are your final thoughts on uh, Dodge Speed Week and all the all the announcements and fun stuff? I mean, it's going to be an interesting time for the next little bit. Yeah. I think I think Dodge. I don't know why they wouldn't release what was on the car trailer at Speed Week. It seemed like the perfect opportunity. But they, I mean, their marketing department was like, they're interested to be peaked. So, I mean, like I said, I'm not writing off the electric the electric charger. I think it's a great design. It has a cool, sleek look to it. Um, I, that's about all I got, really. Like I said, I just want to play with one of the Hurricane engines. Yeah, fair, fair enough, man. Fair enough. Johnny Mopar, final thoughts on Speed Week and all the latest shit. Honestly, I haven't been following it that much, and it, yeah, sure. it's not going to have any effect on me. It doesn't yeah. change my life, my yeah. direction, my you know plans for buying a new vehicle anytime soon are not there. So, so the electric muscle car did not hurt your feelings. It did not. I'm okay with it. I'm you good like with it. You like how it looks. Everything. Yeah, it looks great. I okay. personally, I look at it as it's a different genre. It's sure. It's own thing. I don't feel like it's, I mean, it's got muscle car styling to it, but yeah. Um, and hopefully it's not there to replace, you know, the real gas engine muscle cars. As long as it's not doing that, I'm okay with an electric car, Hellcat and a truck, you know, or whatever, sure. all these different kinds of vehicles out there. I'm cool with it. Okay. All right. Well, you all know where you can find Tommy Marauder um, and Slicks of Hope. Dr. Bud, where can they find you? I'm pretty sure most people know where to find you. Scat Pack on Instagram. <laughs> at Scat Pack Club. The, the Battery the Club. Battery <laughs> the yeah, Battery Pack, pack Club. That one, too. Either one. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to start trolling people on that because people are getting so fucking bent on the shape on that car. It was like, I'm going to have fun with this. Uh, I'm just going to go. I'm going to roll. Why not? Fuck I, I still have people today even commenting. I, I really hope you're not changing your account just to do electric cars. I'm like, what? what? Where are all these electric cars? I'm going to post There's nothing here. <laughs> but yeah, it was Man. good times. It was I, if you don't know by now, I, I am definitely the sarcastic asshole on Instagram. So and you can always find me there. And, yeah. I, I'm surprised people haven't got that by now. <laughs> yeah, it's weird, right? Yeah. Also, Car Tech Books. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. Car Tech Books, man. Uh, broaden your uh, knowledge base. There's a lot of cool shit that they got over there, man. Look at that. Look at that. I have a very small collection. <laughs> Nothing like Buds. <laughs> this is. Uh, <laughs> His is amazing, but they got some great books. Um, 
So definitely head on over to cartechbooks.com and pick yourself up a fun book. Um, Matt, where can they find you, dude? Anywhere. Big Box Garage. All one word. Yeah, and for those of you that don't know, uh, Matt and I co-host a show on Saturday nights together called Talking Paranormal where we get crazy and talk some loony shit. Okay, so if you like loony shit, ghosts, Bigfoot, conspiracy theories. um, Yo, what about the dog, man? The dog, man? Werewolves? Yeah. Dragons? If you want to get hammered and listen to two whack jobs talk <laughs> about some crazy shit that is the show for you um it, it's a good time um and a judgment-free zone <laughs> I, I mean i laugh my ass off the whole time we also had an episode about hollow earth so just keep that in mind <laughs> oh shit but uh yeah that's where you can find us on saturday nights and johnny mopar he's famous on youtube you can find him at johnny mopar <laughs> yeah Find me on YouTube. Yep. If you're not if you're not subscribed to Johnny Mopar, what the hell are you doing with your life? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, I am your host, Chris Albrecht, and that was Talking Mopar's Live. We'll see you next time. No Mopar left behind. And uh, you can catch some of us at Holly's Mo Party, the 16th, 17th, and 18th at Bowling Green, um, Kentucky at, at uh, Beach Bend Raceway Park. Um, it's a awesome event i had so much fun at holly's mo party even when i was depressed that i couldn't go live um this oh my year it's gonna God, be different you were a mess yeah i was pissed <laughs> i was but, uh, i was worried about you yeah i, I want to see this 1320 i want to see i want to see carly lay some numbers down so um a lot of fun and then uh yeah i think johnny you're going to duct tape right you're gonna be at duct tape yes sir be at duct you, tape you wouldn't catch me dead in that desert. <laughs> How hot is it? How hot is it in Arizona that time of year? I mean, last year it wasn't bad. Okay. It wasn't too bad. It was warm though. It was in the eighties, I want to say, mid to high eighties. But it's maybe a dry low 90s. heat. <laughs> it is a dry heat, yeah. Yeah. But it's gonna be it's gonna be a blast. We're gonna have some fun there. I, should I, I should I go, it. Johnny? Should I go? I don't know. Well, if only if you want to piss everybody off for not going to no-name nationals, right? I already said I wasn't going to no-name nationals. There was a okay. there was a problem, and that was the fact that I couldn't get a plane ticket in time to come oh. back to make it to work. Um, oh, okay. I, yeah, I you should go I can't then. get Monday off. Sounds I don't like know. I don't excuses know. to me. But. Uh, it is excuses. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, I'm t- if, if you think you can make it to duct tape, I, I guarantee you it's going to be a blast. It's uh, it's completely different than anything I've ever been to. So it's like yeah. uh, being part of roadkill, I guess. Oh, it's man. I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to be part of Free Burger Show, dude. <laughs> you don't have to be. I'm just kidding. Uh, you probably you gotta lick his flip flops if you want to be on the inner crew. <laughs> the odds of seeing me at duct tape are so slim, uh, but that would be funny. I, if I did, you wouldn't know about it, Johnny. I'd sneak up behind you and be like, "Hey, man, you go to cool. YouTube channel? Cool. <laughs> Let me get your autograph." <laughs> Or I'd say something even more asshole like, hey, I know you from Talking Mopars, the best right? Mopar enthusiast-driven podcast on planet Earth. <laughs> You're the general mayhem guy. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the show, folks. These are my friends. You know where to find them, and you know where to find us every once in a while when we all join up here on Talking Mopars at a round table. But that's it. Have a good weekend, and we'll see you next time. Adios. Bye.
There you have it, my friends. Another episode of Talking Mopars is in the books. For everything you need to know about this show, you know where to go, TalkingMopars.com. And you can reach me by emailing Chris at TalkingMopars.com or by leaving me a voicemail on my voicemail box at 209-28-MOPAR. And you just might get to hear yourself on the show. So keep sharing your Mopar stories with me and everything else that is on your Mopar addicted mind. Special thanks to my friends over at CarTech Books. If you are looking to level up your knowledge on cars, head on over to CarTechBooks.com. I am a huge ambassador of automotive literature, and CarTech Books has so many titles to choose from that there is definitely something for everyone, no matter what types of cars or trucks you are into. The books are all fantastic reads, and you'll probably even learn a thing or two as well. So go check out CarTechBooks.com and see what they have to offer. Another special thanks to my friends over at DIYHemi.com. If you've been considering swapping a modern Gen 3 Hemi into your classic Mopar, then give my friends over at DIY Hemi a shout and tell them that I sent you. They've supported me from the beginning of this show, and I also support them in their mission to Hemi-swap the world. Also, don't forget how important it is to keep your Mopar protected from the elements. If you need protection for your Mopar, don't wait. Head on over to TalkingMopars.com, click on the Affiliates tab, and go get your Mopar covered today. Before we shut this podcast down, if you want some Talking Mopars merchandise like t-shirts, hoodies, stickers, and cool swag like that, check out the merch shop on TalkingMopars.com. And for exclusive bonus episodes and videos only for my supporters, become a Facebook supporter today and get immediate access to those benefits. That's it, my friends. Until we talk again, I am your host, Chris Albrecht, and that was Talking Mopars. Thank you for listening to Talking Mopars, your direct connection to all things Mopar. Until next time, remember, no Mopar left behind.